your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 399 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And quite a bit has happened since the last time we talked. The Rangers striking a couple of trades just inside of the expansion draft freeze period. They send a seventh-round pick to the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for Barclay Goodrow. They also acquire a fourth-round pick from the Vegas Golden Knights in addition to defenseman Nick Simone in exchange for Brett Howden. And by all accounts, it sounds like the Rangers do not have any plans of signing Simone. He is an impending free agent. So we'll talk a little bit more about that deal as well. And the Rangers have also announced the player, the final forward, if you will, that they will be protecting in this year's expansion draft. And we will get to that in a second as well. But we got to start with the biggest news of the day or the last two days, as it were. Again, the Rangers getting Barclay Goodrow for the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for just a seventh-round draft pick. Now, my initial thought when this move went through, as well as the trade that sent Brett Howden to the Vegas Golden Knights, was that I loved both moves. I've had some time to think about it, and I still love both moves. And once I let it sink in a little bit, I was kind of left wondering, like, okay, so how did the Rangers, how did we get Barclay Goodrow for just a seventh-round draft pick and yet we were able to get a fourth-round pick in exchange for Brett Howden. Like, how did that happen? I'm glad that it did happen, but we will kind of dive into the reasons why it actually makes some sense. But, you know, there's a ton of different angles to attack this thing from. The first thing that I want to talk about is Goudreau himself, the skill set that he brings to the rink, and, of course, the trade that the Rangers made with the Tampa Bay Lightning the other day, actually just yesterday. But, you know, the Rangers, they sorely needed somebody of this skill set. I mean, you've got somebody here... Goudreau is labeled as a right winger, but he can play quite a bit of center as well. And he's just somebody who brings a lot of grit, a lot of toughness to the ice. And for anybody who's been looking for the Rangers to make themselves a more difficult team to play against, I think you got your wish with this move. He's not somebody that's going to go out there and necessarily put up all kinds of flashy offensive numbers. He's somebody who will probably be in a, do- a bottom six role. I would imagine probably on the third line there. I mean, I-, I suppose he could move up to the second line in a pinch. He could probably move down to the fourth line if you need him to do that as well. But I figure we might as well just go ahead and take it from the top here as we all kind of collectively get to know Barclay Goudreau a little bit better here. I mean, I think a lot of us are probably at least somewhat familiar with him. Uh, anybody who watches the Stanley Cup playoffs over these past couple of seasons, obviously the Lightning have won the Cup in each of the past two seasons. He was there for both of that, played a big role in both of those cup runs for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think people are familiar with him at least, but just kind of go through the whole story here. Goudreau, 28 years old. He was undrafted. He signed a three-year contract with the San Jose Sharks back in 2014 and made his NHL debut with the Sharks then in the 2014-2015 season. Spent five and a half seasons with San Jose. Uh, Didn't really become a regular on the NHL roster until about his fourth season in the league. For a long time, he was sort of 
just bouncing around between the NHL and the AHL. He get called up, he get sent back down, he get called up, he get sent back down. So it took him a while uh, being undrafted to really kind of establish himself and really kind of solidify himself as a bona fide NHL player. It's always fun to root for guys like that, guys that are kind of underdogs and guys who sort of beat the odds. And obviously, Gaudreau has turned into a really nice player in the NHL. And like we said, a two-time Stanley Cup champion coming to the New York Rangers. But in 331 career regular season games in the NHL, Gaudreau has 32 goals and 61 assists. So 93 points in 331 games. And that's not really his calling card. You know, it's not really about the points with him. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second as well. But he's also appeared in an additional 65 Stanley Cup playoff games in the NHL. 43 of those were with the Tampa Bay Lightning over these past two seasons. Obviously, they played a combined eight playoff series in these last two seasons here. So, yeah, he racked up a lot of games with them. And in those 65 playoff games, he has scored five goals and dished out nine assists. And as for the deal itself, again, you're probably wondering why Barclay Goodrow was able to be had for just a seventh rounder. And this is just me kind of coming up with a little bit of a hypothesis and kind of talking my way through it here just a little bit. Uh, the main reason would seem to be the fact that Goudreau is an impending, unrestricted free agent. And so a lot of teams that may have been interested in acquiring Goudreau probably didn't feel like they could afford him or they didn't want to take that chance, you know, depending on what their cap situations might be. You know, there's always the chance that you trade for somebody like that, you give up a draft pick, and then he signs somewhere else anyway, and that obviously would not be good. Uh, I think the Rangers giving up just a seventh round draft pick in exchange for Goudreau, I think that risk is more than worth taking, and it sounds like the Rangers are pretty confident that they're going to be able to get something done with Goudreau. They'll have until July 28th. July 28th, Goudreau would become an unrestricted free agent. But obviously, you know, there is at least a little bit of a risk in trading for a player that is an unrestricted free agent to be. But even with all that said, I'm really surprised that no team in the NHL offered the Tampa Bay Lightning better than a seventh round draft pick. Maybe it's a situation where it was kind of the zero hour, and obviously we got the expansion draft on the horizon, and the Lightning might have felt like they needed to move him quick. Obviously, we know the Lightning has some serious salary cap issues. You know, coming into this offseason, I think it was pretty much a done deal that either Blake Coleman or Barclay Goudreau were not going to be able to be retained by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Both are impending free agents, and given their cap situation, it just seemed very, very unlikely that they'd be able to sign both those players and stay under the salary cap. So it might be a situation here where the Lightning just felt like they needed to move quick, they needed to get some done, and this is what happened. And if that's the case, uh, give points to Chris Jury and the Ranger front office for that. Give points to them anyway, because we just got Barclay Goodrow for a seventh round draft pick that is far less than what he is worth. Now, again, there is a little bit of a risk because with the Rangers, they're in a situation where they now have to sign Goudreau before July 28th, or he becomes an unrestricted free agent at that time. But I believe that, again, the, the risk is clearly worth it. I mean, I, I don't want to just throw draft picks away, but it's a seventh-round draft pick. There aren't too many seventh-rounders who go on to become, you know, all-star caliber players or Hall of Fame-level players or anything like that. I know at least one, Henrik Lundqvist, but for the most part, that's the exception rather than the rule when you're dealing with a seventh-round draft pick. So this is a fantastic trade. The fact that you got such a good player, such an effective player, and a player who really kind of gives the Rangers some things that they lack. The fact that you were able to pull that off for just a seventh-round draft pick, kudos to Chris Jury and the Ranger front office for getting the deal done. And 
you know, we talked about how it's nice that Goudreau, he comes in here, he's somebody with some playoff experience, and he's somebody that's won a pair of Stanley Cups. There's finally a player on the New York Ranger roster who has won a championship in this league, and Goudreau actually has two of them. But I also wanted to kind of just recall a big-time moment that Barclay Goudreau had when he was still with the San Jose Sharks. It was in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They were up against the Vegas Golden Knights, so a great rivalry series. It's a big-time rivalry out west. Uh, Game 7 goes into overtime, and Goudreau scored in overtime in Game 7 to send the Sharks to Round 2. The Knights had just gotten the puck out of the neutral zone. Eric Carlson gets the puck in the neutral zone. He gains the blue line. He passes to his right to Goudreau, and Goudreau basically gets behind a defenseman, moves across the crease, pulls the puck to his forehand, and tucks it home. He's a lefty shot. He was there on the right wing, and uh, just a nice move getting around the defenseman and just driving hard to the net and sending his team to the second round. It also kind of pains me to mention that Gerard Gallant was actually the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights for that game. So Goudreau eliminated Gallant and company, and that was actually the last playoff game that Gallant ever coached with the Vegas Golden Knights. But that's ancient history. Barclay Goudreau now going to be a member of the Rangers. And in just a second, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rangers' Approach of the expansion draft. Did this change anything? Should this have changed anything? We're getting to all that and how Barclay Goodrow will fit into this Ranger team. We're going to get into all that stuff in just a second. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so before we go any further here, I just wanted to point out the fact that when Barclay Goodrow was traded from San Jose to Tampa Bay two years ago in the middle of the season, uh, this was the trade that those two teams struck at that time, right around the trade deadline. So the Sharks trade Goodrow and a 2020 third-round pick to Tampa Bay in exchange for Anthony Greco and a 2020 first-round pick. So Tampa had to part with a first-rounder to get Goudreau on their team, and we, the Rangers, only had to give up a seventh-rounder. And you could very easily make the argument that Goudreau is a better player now than he was then. At the very least, he's certainly a more established player now than he was then, and we got him for a seventh-rounder, and Tampa Bay had to give up a first-rounder. Now, I realize the Lightning also got a third-round pick in exchange in part of that deal, but still, I mean, that's pretty crazy that, you know, the Rangers just two years later, a year and a half later, basically, got him for a seventh rounder after Tampa had to surrender a first rounder. But this also kind of leads us into the expansion draft. There was a lot of debate after this trade went through about how this might impact what the Rangers do in this upcoming expansion draft here. They had one forward left that they could protect. Before this trade where they acquired Goodrow and before the trade with Vegas that saw them send Brett Howden on his way to the Knights, uh, we've been talking on here about how there's basically 
four Ranger forwards, and only one of them could be protected. And those four were Kevin Rooney, Julian Gauthier, Colin Blackwell, and Brett Howden. I think a pretty compelling case could have been made for any of the first three names on that list. I wouldn't say really with Howden. I didn't really see any need to protect him. Uh, but obviously, these two trades kind of changed the landscape a little bit. And the Rangers then had, after acquiring Gaudreau, a little bit of a decision to make because you could go with Rooney or Gautier or Blackwell, or you could actually protect Gaudreau. Now, in theory, the Seattle Kraken, with Gaudreau being exposed, could take him. But Gaudreau, being an unrestricted free agent, is under no obligation to sign a contract with them. So if the Kraken were to take him in the draft, Gaudreau could basically, if he didn't want to be there, basically just bide his time, wait for unrestricted free agency to start, and then end up signing with the Rangers or potentially even somewhere else. I mean, he was under no obligation to join the Seattle Kraken at that point if the Kraken were going to end up choosing him in this expansion draft. And for a while there, I was thinking that that was actually the way to go. And again, this is, I say a while, it's basically just 24 hours here. But once I saw that the Rangers were acquiring Goudreau, part of me felt like they should protect him because let's not screw this up. You know, we just got a really good, really effective player, a guy who brings all the tools that we're going to need that we kind of lack right now. We just got him in exchange for a seventh round draft pick. Let's just not mess around and let's go ahead and protect him and just make sure that he doesn't get away, especially because with Rooney, Gautier, and Blackwell, I mean, anybody who's been listening to this podcast, you guys know how torn I am on that subject, which one of those three players was most deserving of being protected, or which one has the better long-term outlook, you know, whatever it might be. There were so many factors to consider, but once we got Goudreau, I was just kind of thinking like, man, let's just, let's just not mess around with this. Let's just make sure that they don't take him. He doesn't hit unrestricted free agency in any way. Uh, the Rangers did not do that. They have instead decided to protect Kevin Rooney, which again, you know, I think it's well-deserved. I think there's certainly a compelling case to be made for why Rooney should be the guy. But it sounds like the Rangers will take that little bit of a risk and leave Goudreau exposed, at least for the time being. Although it now sounds like Dave Pagnota from the fourth period is reporting that the Rangers and Goudreau are closing in on a new contract. So it sounds like the Rangers will get something done with Goudreau and uh, he'll be here regardless. As far as the rest of the players that the Rangers have protected from the Seattle Kraken or players who simply were not eligible for the expansion draft, I'll run through the list real quick here. I mean, there's no surprises. Like we've been talking about, it was basically just the one final forward, whoever it was going to be. That was really the only decision that the Rangers had to make going into this expansion draft. But for the full list, these are guys that will be with the Rangers next season, or at least they will not be part of the Kraken. They won't be taken by the Kraken in the expansion draft. So if you're a fan of any of these players' names that I'm about to read, rest easy there. You don't have anything to worry about as far as them potentially being selected by the Kraken. So this is the full list of players that are exempt or protected by the Rangers in the expansion draft. And you've got Pavel Buchnevich, Philip Heedle, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Kevin Rooney, Ryan Strom, Mika Zibanejad, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, Alex Georgiev, Adam Fox, Igor Shesterkin, Keandre Miller, Libor Hayek, Vitaly Krasov, Capo Caco, and Alexi Lafreniere, and anyone else who was only in their first or second year in the league. Any player who has only completed two seasons or fewer in the NHL is automatically exempt from this expansion draft, so you could throw in guys like Zach Jones and Tarmo Reunion in as well. And really, I mean, as Ranger fans, we're, we're pretty lucky. I mean, we're going to lose a player that I think a lot of us like. It's probably going to be either Julian Gauthier 
or Colin Blackwell, one or the other, but there's players, there's teams out there they are going to be losing some pretty significant player uh, to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. So it's nice that the Rangers uh, have their big guns protected, so to speak. And as far as the Rangers choosing to protect Kevin Rooney in this expansion draft rather than Julian Gauthier or Colin Blackwell, it's a really tough decision. You guys know, anybody who's been listening, that I've kind of wrestled with it a little bit. I think what might have been the biggest selling point on Kevin Rooney and the reason to protect Rooney over the other two players is the simple fact that I think of those three players, again, Rooney, Gautier, Blackwell, Rooney is the one with the most clearly defined role on this team. Colin Blackwell, I mean, again, he had a really nice season last year. I like the idea of kind of just rewarding somebody who came out of nowhere. Obviously, he took a long, hard path to get to the NHL and actually stick with a team. It finally happened at 27 years of age. I would have loved to have rewarded him. But it's hard to really know, first of all, if Colin Blackwell is for real. And secondly, what exactly is his role going to be? Because is he going to be out there on the second line or the third line over guys like Capo Caco or Vitaly Krasov or Pavel Buchnevich. We kind of went through this the other day where we listed all these Ranger wingers. A lot of them are really young. I mean, Alexi Lafreniere, you got Panarin on the left side, Kreider on the left side. So I just don't really know where you could put Colin Blackwell. I mean, I guess you could put him on the fourth line, but to me, he doesn't really profile as a fourth line type player. I mean, I guess you could put him there because, again, it's not like this is somebody that you've got a ton invested in simply because he wasn't like a high draft pick or anything like that. He was just a journeyman that came to the Rangers last year and overachieved. So it's not like it would be highway robbery or, oh, man, you're holding this kid back by putting him on the fourth line. I mean, Blackwell's just probably happy to be out there. But when you look at Blackwell versus Rooney, you figure if either one of these guys is here next year, there's a very good chance it's going to be on the fourth line. And Rooney kind of fits the profile of a fourth line player a little bit more. Strong, aggressive four checker, a really good penalty killer as well. And somebody who can play center. I mean, Blackwell, I suppose, can play center. He's taken at least a handful of draws over the years. But Kevin Rooney is the one who actually is a center. And I think the Rangers just like the idea of him continuing to center the fourth line next year. And then as far as Julian Gauthier, and again, anybody who's been listening, you guys know I've kind of been leaning toward Gautier because I think of all the players that the Rangers kind of went into this offseason, the four forwards that we were talking about, if one of them ends up being like a star in this league, I think it would be Julian Gautier, but he hasn't really done enough. And you could argue that he doesn't really have uh, that big of a sample size, only 47 career games, 42 of them with the Rangers, but he hasn't really done a whole lot. And he has this penchant for taking poor penalties, and I don't think that's going to fly under Gerard Gallant, and so Rooney, I can't argue too much with that. I, I think a compelling case really could have been made for all three players. I would have maybe slightly preferred Gautier, but I certainly understand the Rangers wanting to keep Kevin Rooney in the fold for next season and also reward him for having a pretty nice season this past year. He chipped in offensively a little bit more than I think a lot of people were expecting, and again, just a good, solid, all-around versatile player, somebody who can play in a bottom six role and uh, play physical and play on the penalty kill and maybe even chip in offensively every once in a while. So again, I have no problems with the decision that they made uh, keeping Kevin Rooney around over these other players. As far as who I think the Kraken are going to take, it's really hard to say for sure because it depends a lot on what other players they take from around the league. You know, if you want to swing for the fences and you're the Seattle Kraken, I think you take Julian Gauthier. If you just want to pick somebody up who's coming off of a pretty nice season, who did pretty well for himself and just kind of roll the dice that this player was indeed for real, I think you take Colin Blackwell. I think it's a very interesting situation to be in. And we'll see. I, I do think it probably will be one of those two players, though. I would love for it to be Tony D'Angelo. And again, I really don't think that that's going to happen. 
I wouldn't say that it's a 0% chance. I mean, there's people talking like it has no chance whatsoever of possibly happening. I think that Kraken will at least do their homework on Tony D'Angelo, maybe consider it. But if they take D'Angelo off our hands, then that contract is gone. We don't owe him another dime. And on top of that, we would get to keep Julian Gauthier or Colin Blackwell in the fold or not even keep them in the fold, maybe trade them for something else. I mean, who knows? And I'm not campaigning for that to happen with either player, but it obviously kind of keeps your options open if you're the Rangers. So again, uh, Kudos to Kevin Rooney. You know, he earned this. He had a nice season for himself last year. Now clearly a player that the Rangers see some value in. And we will continue to talk about that. We will continue to talk about uh, Barclay Goudreau in just a second, how he kind of fits into the team for this upcoming season. And we will also talk about the deal that sent Brett Howden to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Something else that's really nice about Barclay Goodrow is the very, very simple fact that he can play all three forward positions. He can play right wing, he can play center, he can play left wing. And as far as how he's going to fit on the Rangers, even though he mostly played wing last season, I would like to see him at center on the third line for this team. Doing that accomplishes a couple of things. First of all, it should be mentioned that in his career, Barclay Goudreau has taken 1,965 face-offs. He has won, wait for it, 52%. So it has finally happened. We have somebody on this team who has won more than half of his face-offs for his career. That is something else. We haven't even talked about that yet. And you guys know how important I think face-offs can be, especially once you get to the playoffs. And we finally have somebody on this team who, when you put him out there to take a big face-off, it would seem like he's got a pretty good chance of winning it. 52% for his career. This past season, he took 324 draws. He won exactly half of them, 162. But just to have somebody who you feel like can or maybe even will win a faceoff in a big spot, uh, that for me is a very valuable psychological edge. And for that reason alone, I would probably put him into the center position. And I just think, you know, he's a big, tough physical player, very willing to go to the dirty parts, fight for the puck, all that stuff. That usually describes a center more than a wing. I mean, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. But when you think about a player of that skill set, you're usually talking about a center more so than the wing. And something else that this does, if you put Gaudreau at center, then it would free up Philip Heedle to no longer play center. Now, this is where it becomes a little bit of a jigsaw puzzle because if you take Philip Heedle out of his third-line center role— I think the most natural thing to do would be to just move him to the wing on the right side, but then you've got that logjam of wingers that we were talking about, and granted, these are all good problems to have, but on the right wing, you would then have Buchnevich, you would have Kako, you would have Kraftsoff, and now you would also have Philip Hedl. How do you get all four of those guys into a top nine role? And forget about the left side, because on the left side, you've got Kreider, you've got Panarin, and you've got Lafreniere, so that's where it becomes very challenging 
I suppose another option would be to leave Heedle as the third-line center and put Goudreau on the fourth line, but I don't like that at all. Goudreau's too good of a player to be playing exclusively on the fourth line, and I think he's going to get a pretty nice contract for the Rangers. I don't like the idea of just throwing him out there onto the fourth line and having him play fourth-line minutes every single night. So maybe that also opens up the door for the Rangers. They might not be done wheeling and dealing. We are in this roster freeze here due to the upcoming expansion draft. But maybe at some point, the Rangers look to move one of their wingers and bring in another center, bring in a defenseman, whatever it might be. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, you know, again, I'm not pushing him out the door. And really, I think the only guy that I would really want to see the Rangers use Pavel Buchnevich to trade for is Mark Shifley. That's the only name that I've really come up with. I could live with that. I really like Buchnevich. He's one of my favorite players. He's somebody that just continues to get better and better and better for this team. And for all those reasons, he is attracting apparently some trade interest on the market, but I'm not ready and willing to push him out the door. But for Mark Shifley, I think I would do it because I'm just a big fan of him. And I think he would uh, continue to add to the Rangers some things that they lack. They kind of got the ball rolling here with Goudreau. If you bring in a Mark Shifley on top of that, all of a sudden, your team just got a heck of a lot tougher, more physical, nastier. Use whichever adjective that you want. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Mark Shifley, somebody that could really help this team and somebody that I would at least entertain the idea of trading Pavel Buchnevich for. But again, assuming Philip Heedle is back on this team next season, I do like the idea of putting Goudreau at center and getting Heedle off of center. I think his skill set is a lot more suited for the wing. One of Philip Heedle's biggest attributes is his speed. And of course, the wingers, they tend to be the fastest guys on the ice. And just the fact that Philip Heedle, he gets killed in the faceoff circle. I don't even need to look up the numbers. I know it's under 40%, which, I mean, if you're under 40% success rate in the faceoff circle then you just might not be a center. And I think that definitely applies for Philip Heedle as well. But I get the feeling the Rangers aren't done here. You know, they're still kind of putting all the pieces together of this puzzle. And I get the feeling that you could see a winger get moved in exchange for, once again, maybe either another center or maybe a defenseman. We will see what happens. But, uh, you know, guys like Pavel Buchnevich, Vitaly Kravtsov, maybe Kako, but I really don't think so. I don't think the Rangers are anywhere near ready to give up on Capo Kako or... Maybe even Philip Heedle. You know, there's a lot of options. The Rangers, they have a little bit of a logjam at wing, and I think that sooner or later, Drury and company are going to deem that, okay, let's move a winger where we have a surplus of talent and get a little bit better somewhere else. That's just my gut feeling, but we'll see how this whole thing shakes out in due time here. But as far as the Goudreau move in and of itself, listen, I absolutely love this deal. The fact that we were able to get him from the Tampa Bay Lightning for just a seventh-round pick, that sounds like highway robbery to me. You've got somebody who's very valuable on the penalty kill, somebody who'll go to the dirty parts of the rink, win some board battles, somebody who can go to the net, create havoc in front of the net as well. Big-bodied forward at six foot two, 203 pounds, and right away, Goudreau makes the Rangers that much more of a difficult team to play against. And hopefully, you know, again, I have him kind of pegged for the third line. Hopefully, he can kind of help some of those young, talented wingers along. Guys like Capo Caco, guys like Vitaly Krausov, guys like Alexi Lafreniere, whoever he might be out there with. And of course, that can change throughout the course of a season. But hopefully, he can do some of the dirty work, get some pucks loose, and just kind of uh, be a big brother type player for some of these young wingers that he's going to be out there with. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I, I think it's an ideal fit. And he adds some elements that the Rangers were sorely lacking. Not sorely lacking, because again, I've talked about this too. They are a little bit of a tougher and, and more physical team than I think they often get credit for. But you can certainly always stand to add a little bit more of that. And you've got somebody here that is playoff battle tested. He's going to go out there. He's going to mix it up. And 
It was really important to me, too, for the Rangers to add somebody who's got at least one Stanley Cup under his belt. Barclay Goodrow has two, and uh, somebody that I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in Ranger Blue this upcoming season. Cannot wait to see him out there on the ice. Again, most likely, in my ideal world, he's centering the third line next season. Let's get Philip Hedl off of the center. No knock on Hedl. I just think he's better as a winger. And as for Gaudreau, again, just a really, really nice get for this New York Ranger team. We'll get into some of the financial aspects of it in the next episode. We will talk a little bit about what kind of a contract he might end up getting for the Rangers, or he might even have his new contract by the time we do our next episode. But either way, we will definitely get into that a little bit and what it could mean for players on the Rangers who could end up being traded at some point this offseason here. And then the one last thing that I wanted to do today is talk at least a little bit about the trade that sent Brett Howden to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for a fourth-round draft pick and defenseman Nick DeSimone. Look, it didn't work out with Brett Howden and the New York Rangers, and I'll be the first one to admit that. You guys know anybody who's been listening to this podcast, I've been critical of Howden at times as well. I could not for the life of me understand why David Quinn was so compelled to put Brett Howden into the lineup night in and night out for all of these past two seasons. I mean, really three seasons, but these last two seasons are when it really stood out because, you know, his rookie season, I mean, you, there's an argument to be made at least that, well, you know, we got to give him some games and let him develop and, you know, just jump right in trial by fire kind of thing. So, okay, fine. We'll give him a pass for that first season there. But he has done absolutely nothing for this New York Ranger team over these last two years. And for one reason or another, David Quinn always just felt so absolutely compelled to not make him a healthy scratch. Now, he finally relented this past season, and Howden was a healthy scratch at least a handful of times, but it took forever, and it took basically 12 Ranger forwards playing very, 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 very good hockey for Brett Howden to be a healthy scratch under David Quinn. I will never understand that for as long as I live, and I'm somebody who typically stood up for David Quinn, but that one I just didn't get. And Howden, again, it didn't work out. I think a lot of the reason why he was the subject of so much vitriol from Ranger fans is the simple fact that, and I'm just going to say it, we got absolutely hosed in that trade where we sent JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to the Tampa Bay Lightning because we got back basically just a whole lot of nothing. I mean, Vladislav Domestikov is gone. Now Brett Howden is gone. Neither one of them did anything while they were here. Libor Hayek, you know, he's okay. I mean, he's, he might even have a chance to be in the opening night uh, lineup this upcoming season. It's at least possible he'll he'll be in there competing for it, I'm sure. And then, of course, we got Nils Lundqvist with one of the draft picks and Carl Henriksen as well. So uh, we'll see what happens with those players. But the bottom line, the Rangers clearly did not get enough for Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. And the fact that Brett Howden was basically supposed to be the centerpiece of that trade and he's done absolutely nothing for this team, I think that's why Ranger fans tended to get a little bit frustrated with him. It wasn't all bad. I mean, Howden, if nothing else, seemed to be very well liked by his teammates, seemed to be a hardworking player, seemed to alter his game a little bit and play a little bit of a more physical style once he knew that he was basically going to be a fourth liner for this team going forward. And he was a good penalty killer. The Rangers had a nice penalty kill unit this past season. I believe they ranked number seven in the league and Howden obviously played a role in that. But again, this is somebody that was a first-round draft pick, was supposed to contribute in a big way offensively. He only scored one goal last season, and it was an empty netter, and I believe uh, six assists for Brad Howden. Either way, he just never developed. It just never got to the point where he was anywhere near the player that the Rangers thought that they were getting. And he's now on his way to Vegas. I think it's a good landing spot for Brett Howden because it does seem like that Vegas Golden Knights team, they seem to get the best out of the players that they have. I think Gallant kind of started that, and Peter DeBoer, has kind of continued it ever since he's taken over as the head coach there. I mean, we could talk about the expansion team going to the Stanley Cup Finals. They just seem to get the most out of their players, whether they're great players or not so great players. And Brett Howden, I mean, it's a chance to start over. It's a fresh start. I think he definitely needed that. And 
Another nice thing, if he ever develops into a great player, the Rangers won't have to face him very often because he's in the Western Conference. So all the best to Brett Howden. I hope he kills it for the Vegas Golden Knights next season, uh, at least establishes a role for himself, you know, where he's not a healthy scratch every night and he at least cracks the the lineup, the lineup every single night. So again, all the best to Brett Howden. It didn't work out here, but by all accounts, seemed to be a very uh, well-liked player in that locker room. So nothing but the best for Brett Howden going forward. But to get a fourth-round draft pick in exchange for Brett Howden, I think the Rangers did a great job there as well. I think that that's more than I would have expected the Rangers to be able to get for Howden. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.